here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Jeff Hawkins. Is it? Can it be? It is! The phenomenal one is here! AJ Styles! Oh my gosh! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. It has been rumored for weeks that the hottest free agent in sports entertainment was heading to WWE. Styles is here! Let me tell you a couple of three things. Bill Leotardo, The Sopranos. R.I.P. to the great Frank Vincent. This week's 205 Live is to be a must-watch. A great TJP match. Drew Gulak being awesome with Fandango and Microsoft products. And Jack Gallagher is a heel now. NXT is Nikki times Tino. And a great little tease featuring Johnny Gargano and more Brits. The Mae Young Classic finishes up, and it's just okay. Raw is promos to pop the internet circa 1998. SmackDown is stacked on matches and a couple segments that would deserve more criticism if you didn't expect the company to pull such crass stunts. All that and Ant Flo comes to glow today on Shake Them Ropes. I'm Jeff Hawkins, all about the cold takes and hot pastrami. Returning from his suspension this week is Rob McCarron. And Rob, do you feel adequate shame? I humbly apologize (laughs) for the errors of my ways in the past. No, 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 no. The proper one, the proper sports way or politics way is I'm sorry if anyone was offended. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> you put- if you were offended by my actions. That's certainly <laughs> not what I intended. And for that, yes. I am sorry. Yeah, you put it on them, not you. I didn't do it. I'm sorry if you were offended. <laughs> all right. The following hour of this episode of Shake Them Ropes will just be all of the people we feel are white supremacists. Oh, Trump. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing that. Okay, we are not. Yeah, doing I would. That. I went a little. I thought you. I thought you were. You were uh, focusing on the hour part of it because I went a little long last week. I thought you might be mad at that. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, good. You didn't listen. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I don't listen to shows that I'm not on. Well, it's funny because 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 Novembrino co-hosted with me, and I I love doing shows with Chris. But he's like, did we get any feedback? I'm like, no, but it's generally good that we don't get feedback. It means everybody kind of liked it. So I'm good with that. Yeah. We get too much feedback on these regular shows too much. Now there's never a thing as too much feedback. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is episode 220. What is it? 228, 229, 229, 229 in Canon. I have not completely wiped out last week's episode from the history of the show at the moment. So this is episode 229, the final season of shake them ropes. What? Is it 229 or 230? <laughs> uh, I think it's 229. I think it's 229. Hey, uh, how about this, sir? The Undisputed Era. Yes. Give me your hot takes. Um, I'm glad they didn't call it KFC or something dumb like Not that. Not hot <laughs> takey enough, sir. This is okay. the worst name they could have possibly chosen. It is really? the worst. It is the worst. Tell me where I'm wrong. Um, they could have named it Tino Sabatelli. Uh, Tino Sabatelli, by the way, son, going, uh, what is he going to go one-on-one with Gargano? Is that the story? Yeah, like, I yeah. think he's going one-on-one with Gargano, and, yeah. and, and thankfully he can after getting out of the ring with uh, Riddick Moss, because Moss has been known to uh, injure a couple people here and there. I'm telling you, of I'm telling you yeah. what, though. I'm telling you what, they have not yet done, as far as I can tell here. Uh, they are taping the next few weeks of television right now at uh, yeah. full sale as we record this show. They have not done, as far as I can see, a Tino Sabatelli versus Johnny Gargano match. I wonder, sir, mm-hmm. they're going to build that up and hold it off 
for NXT TakeOver. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, Rob. No, I, I think we got, a, I think we got our first TakeOver match. Minutes. I think don't we got our first TakeOver match for uh, November. It's, uh, it's Tino versus Gargano. They're not doing it tonight, man. They're not doing it tonight. You got Gargano up there against Andrade Almas. Uh, losing, by the way, to Andrade Almas. Good for him. Uh, crazy tapings going on right now. Crazy tapings going on. I'm liking it. I'm liking. I'm liking it. Undisputed though, so. Era has a fourth member. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not who you expect, people. Nope. Not at all. Not at all who you expect. Now, they have a fourth member. You're gonna have. Uh, you got Kyrie Sane by virtue of winning the May Young Classic, going to be involved in a four corner survival match, a four way elimination. I don't know if it's a, if it's elimination or just a fatal four way uh, for the NXT Women's Championship in November. Technically, I would suppose that is the first match announced for NXT Takeover. So you that you got that to look forward to. Um, Asuka, Asuka coming to the raw side. It's been a, it's been an important week for news. Um, so I will not make you uh, listen or talk about Tino Sabatelli for 15 minutes. Um, I just wanted to let it be known out there that the dude's time is now he's getting the push. He's getting the push singles matches, possibly a takeover match. It's Tino's time. Bobby Roode's gone. This this undisputed era thing is going to fall and crumble on itself. <laughs> TM TM six, one is back. TM six, one is back. The tag team division getting a boost. They're finally back. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff. Um, what was the most important thing of the week? What do you want to kick off this week's episode of shake them ropes discussing well, Mr. Jeff Hawkins? Did you watch the finals of the May young classic? Of course I did. Okay. I watched wrestling. Yeah, but I didn't think the May Young Classic was going to be your thing. Um, oh, the finals. Oh, Kyrie saying I'm in love. Are you? Oh, I'm in love. She's the best of all time. The WrestleMania match. Uh, I'm sorry, Emma. You're getting kicked out of the WrestleMania main event. Asuka, Kyrie saying one-on-one, 85-minute I... time limit. I what did, but what did you think of the actual match? The actual match was good. Listen, Kyrie saying was doing her bumping thing. Uh, Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. was... Uh, it felt to I, me I, like I don't want to say it, robotic. It, it felt to me like she was. Uh, she's not fluid in the ring by any means, but she's also no. very new. I mean, to be at her level right now is probably it's an amazing feat. Uh, you know, with how little she's been wrestling, it's been under two years. Yeah. So to go in yeah. that platform in a pretty big stage and do what she did was pretty good. But she's she's not Becky Lynch. She's not Charlotte. She's not Sasha Banks. She's not Bailey. She's not any of them yet. She's not close. And Kyrie Sane did the best they could. Uh, there was some awkwardness there, but that's okay. It was an important match. It did not have to be the best match ever. No, and and it felt to me like almost an anachronism versus a modern day wrestler. It felt like Shayna was kind of working a 1980s Harley race type style kind of yeah versus versus Kyrie was doing kind of the, the modern day thing and even Kyrie had a bit of the shackles on compared to say the Tony Storm match mm-hmm. in terms of flying and bumping around I mean I liked it I I, I didn't think this was the crowd for it either I, th- I think that was a bit of a miscalculation on their part I know that Vegas is the fight capital I, world yeah but they won that crowd over man it, Yes, it was probably yes. one of the better places to do a Shayna Baszler match anywhere else in the world doesn't respect or know who Shayna Baszler is as much as some people did there in Vegas. Yeah. By um, the end of the match, they had gotten them they over won, and, and they it's very weird because that two Oh five live afterwards was spectacular and it got, you know, decent pops too, but that, that, that building wasn't full to begin with. It didn't sell out that night. And, and, and they did everything the they could to try and make it with Vince showing up. Yeah. At, at the beginning of the match, the biggest pop was for Lillian Garcia doing the intro, well, it was which good, it was, was good a bit to see her back. Yeah, it was good to see her back, though. Uh, what I thought was interesting with Shayna Baszler is she's still new enough to the point where there were obvious places during that match where she's like, OK, she knows she has to do something, but mm-hmm. she's thinking like the next step ahead because the next step ahead is something that's like a little bit more involved and she's got to make sure she does it right. There were times she walked into the corner and like and like kicked the rope where Kyrie Sane's arm was like it wasn't even a thing like. She was not building up some of her spots. She was just going through the next thing because that was the next thing on the list of what she had to do. 
Uh, and she'll get much better. This was a very good starting point. They did win the crowd over the, the yeah. elbow drop is going to be huge and very popular. Uh, this was, this was a win all things considered. I mean, this I May Young so. Classic think, was a I, win. Yeah. There's a lot of good things about this. It, it helped the performance center people that they wanted to see if they matched up with the indie women. Yeah. I think it helped. I helped it helped the network in seeing if they could do this binge watching thing. Although I wouldn't put four at once, I'd put maybe two at once. If you expect people to be completionists, um, I, I think it. I mean, I think it helps the women's division overall. I mean, optimism was paid off here at least because, I mean, we were all expecting that. I mean, a lot not we all, but a lot of people were expecting this to be the start of some sort of main roster feud with the NXT four I, or something like that. And they they rewarded the one what. People were expecting that. I think so. Oh. I, th- I think I think I think they had uh, I think they had expected or they had at least expected Shayna to win because of all the Ronda Rousey hype. Oh, and, okay. and to have that kind of photo moment, I, I do think there was a lot of cynicism involved in in thinking, you know, who who would win win the, win the tournament well, at that, least. That's um, funny because if Shayna Baszler Shayna Baszler didn't need to win to do any of that stuff. Cause everyone knows who Ronda Rousey is. It's not like they have right. to build Shayna Baszler up. Shayna Baszler will be Ronda Rousey's friend. And that's good enough for when they do, uh, whether it's a survivor series match or a definite planned WrestleMania match involving her. Uh, no, it's just odd listening to like the, the aftermath and people, again, people get way ahead of themselves thinking that, well, now Vince will use this tournament to somehow strengthen and bolster a women's division because of the brand split that's floundering. I'm like, I got news for you. Look at the women they have on the main roster. Are those the people you think of as great wrestlers? No. So I don't think that's the point of this. So I I, I wish people would stop thinking that a great wrestling company is the be all end all of WWE. It's, it's a casting agency. So stop it. (laughs) But I think, but I think overall it's, it's a positive for WWE all the way around this whole tournament. If all it was was a really long angle to get Kyrie Sane over, it's still a victory. It's fine, and you know what? Uh, people got over by being in the ring with Kyrie Sane because he can't Bianca just go Bel Air. Yeah, yeah you, you can't just go Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler in a half hour match in Las Vegas without doing something beforehand. And this is so mm-hmm. much better than doing video vignettes. Now people know, okay, Kyrie Sane's something to something to uh, fear and deal with. Yeah, it's great, and and, and fantastic. She's it was uh, after the fact. I mean, we're a year removed from the Cruiserweight Classic, and we know what happened there. Uh, this May Young Classic may not have had all the, you know, the the great matches or the high level indie name talents on a grand scale or so much depth, whatever. The May Young Classic was better overall and more important. As a, than the as a television Classic. product, I, I would yeah. I would slightly agree Even with overall. And also, they had half the competitors. Yeah. Jim Ross I mean, sucked. half the competitors helped. Yeah. Jim Ross and Lita suck. They were awful. They were terrible, and they were terrible Tuesday they night. Were terrible. Oh, just so terrible. Now, Mostly on the other Jim hand, I liked, I liked the Tom Phillips, Nigel, Beth Phoenix combination. I thought that was yeah. pretty good. Well, Tom Phillips is uh, is a pro. I mean, for how for how short he's been doing this. I mean, it took Michael Michael Cole a decade to be any good, and Tom Phillips is pretty good right now. Nigel McGuinness does his job. He's he's definitely becoming the heel announcer. Uh, he does that in NXT. He was doing it. Uh, he's doing it on uh, what is the main event now? Is that the show he's doing right now, or is it is it Two Hundred Five Live? Which show is Nigel doing? Nigel is on, I believe, both Two Hundred Five Live and NXT. Well, I know he's on NXT. I knew he was on a main mm-hmm. roster show now. Yeah, Two Hundred Five Live, whatever show it is. Uh, he's definitely the heel announcer now, uh, and and eventually that will become annoying. But right now, no, good team. Beth Phoenix, awesome. Beth Phoenix is the best of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, she should be in the WrestleMania main event. She should ref Kyrie versus Asuka. Who's more okay. important? Who's more important in WWE history? Beth Phoenix or Goldberg? In WWE history, WWE history. Uh, Beth, Goldberg. Think Goldberg. Beth, yeah, yeah, it's probably Goldberg. Probably Goldberg. He had a pretty big loss there at WrestleMania, dude. Who so good? Oh, what else? Uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, let's see. John Cena and Roman Reigns continue to talk shit with each other. Yeah, but it's who do you think's doing better at that? Who do I think's better at that? Who, no, really? who do you, who you think's been better at that? Because I'm getting so many people, so many people, telling me, okay, that John Cena 
lost the feud with The Rock. And now he's trying to recreate that feud with Roman Reigns, where Roman is basically in the uh, in the Rock position. And I'm like, were you guys not watching the feud with The Rock? John Cena was running circles around him. I agree. Now John Cena is running circles around Roman Reigns. But the thing about Roman Reigns, though, The Rock at least could... He, he didn't seem scared. He didn't seem out of place. Like, yes, there was the one time where he read the notes on his hand, whatever. So be it. He was out of wrestling for a while. I don't fault the guy for having, you know, cliff notes. Okay. But the rock never seemed out of place when he was talking out there. He never seemed like he was scared to go on or nervous or not confident. Roman Reigns goes out there week in and week out and he crumbles until he gets his little bitch line out and he feels like a man again this is a disaster and it's only going to get worse because we still got like three weeks to go. It's a disaster. It's a feud about things that don't matter. I was having better matches. Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares about. That's like, that's like, it's funny. Well, you mentioned that stealing the show crap. That's what it is. But on that note, Roman Reigns is the one out here talking about having better matches if a guy like Daniel Bryan was doing it, fans would say, yes, because Daniel Bryan's known yes. for having good matches. People don't know Roman Reigns for having good matches. Every time you throw a good match of Roman Reigns in someone's face, they're surprised because they're like, oh, you're right. That was good, but I didn't remember it because it's Roman Reigns. He doesn't have that rep for having good matches, even though he's been one of the more solid guys over the last three years. He doesn't have that rep. So when he comes out there and says it, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Roman Reigns? What the hell are you talking about? Just, John Cena just has just the- as good of matches. Why can't a few just be two guys who want to beat the crap out of each other? No, it's about numbers and about who's taking their ball I and either going home. I sold more tickets. Or... I have more t-shirts than you do. I have my face. I mean, when when Punk did it, it was because he wasn't getting respect, at least. I mean, but there, he was, there was also... some, some real animosity to that. Right. There's no real animosity but, to this. But, but CM Punk never went full-on breaking kayfabe. He was talking about how he's the best in the ring because he was winning matches. He was going out there and talking about how he's the best in the microphone and all that. And he's putting everyone in their place. A lot of people saw that as shoot stuff. And yes, he did some shooty things, but he never once broke character like, oh, I go to the boss's ear and I'm not getting pushed. You know what I mean? Like I'm not on the collector's cups. It's not the same thing as saying I'm not pushed as a champion. I'm on the collector cups. I could be the best wrestler in the company. It's the same thing with guys in the UFC. Guys in the UFC say, I'm a champion, but I don't get pushed on top of the main events. I don't get put on the TV shows and all that stuff. It's the same exact thing. Roman Reigns is going out here, and, and John Cena puts him in this place like, oh, you you pissed hot. You, you, got, you got suspended because you pissed hot. And he crumbles in his little shell, and he's like, oh, my God, you got me. Roman Reigns is going out there trying to just... I don't even know what he's trying. He's trying you know to what just he's hang up to with do? John Cena. I, I, I think I know. I th- he's, he's doing like 1995 or 96 Shane Douglas type stuff you know where oh you held me down oh you were playing politics in the back and i was a young and up-and-coming star and you always bury young talent it's like that stuff like i said he's trying to pop the internet for 1998 i mean this and 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 the enzo stuff it was just i mean all of it is is just crap that may have popped us back in 1998 when the internet was very, very small. And, and it was, it was, you know, Oh, we're, we're booking for the smarks, you know? And it's just, it's, it's, we want to suspend our disbelief, not, not have our nose rubbed in the reality of it. You know, it's office politics, the feud. It should be noted right now that uh, Jeff Hawkins is doing the show while his beloved Cincinnati Bengals are playing football. I don't, they're not playing football. They're doing something on a field with, with an oblong object, but that ain't football. Um, yeah. And they're getting destroyed by, are they, are they a Houston Texans team? I turned it off. I believe only fielded eight players tonight. (laughs) Let me tell you something. This is, we're not even at the second Sunday of the NFL season. And I'm already done with college football and pro football. Yeah. Jay, <laughs> Jay Cutler's undefeated. Oh, your, uh, your boys are down at halftime against the Texans. That is bad. Okay. Uh, anyway, baseball wise, Aaron judge is back and that wraps up your sports update. Uh, here, uh, Jeff Hawkins thoughts on Jamel Hill. 
No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I knew it. We're not yeah. doing we're not doing she's, that show. She's terrible on every level. Um Ooh, wow. I thought we weren't doing that show. We're oh. not. Oh my god. We're not gosh. doing that show. I just oh. I just I've I've I didn't like never liked her as a writer, and I thought once she became a talking head, she's just not very good. Anywho. So uh so Vince comes out. Vince comes out. Oh, <laughs> Vince McMahon is back and oh my you we've watched Vince McMahon in segments over the last couple of years and you can tell he's getting older, he's getting he's getting hurried along, like he's not he's enjoying the spotlight, but he's not quite the performer he once was. Uh, right. he was back to old Vince. I felt like that was one of the best Vince segments in the last several years. Are you at all how how should I put this? Disturbed by the fact that given Daniel Bryan is such a presence on this show that Vince took a headbutt like that. Yeah, it wasn't that much of a headbutt though. I know that. But I mean just just the visual itself. And given what I like what I liked is giving Kevin Owens of all people the trust to be in that segment with him. Like he doesn't yeah. do that shit for anybody. No. He does not do it for usually when he's in there with a guy like Kevin Owens that person is going to get comically put down by Vince McMahon. That didn't happen here. Like there well, was, the, did, there was the body get, image no, shot. He did get, hold on. He did at first get comically put down by Vince McMahon. I don't know if no, not at the same way. And you, I think you know what I mean? Like, yes, you can have some words there, but you're usually not. Brock Lesnar is the type of guy who goes in there and gets to put down Vince McMahon and beat him up like that. Kevin okay. Owens, the Kevin Owens of the world are not the guys. Like if Rusev was in that segment, if Vince McMahon decided to do a segment with Rusev, it wouldn't be putting Rusev over. It would be mocking Rusev and the girlfriend and the wife. Now it would be mocking them both, sending them out there and putting them in a, a dog shit match with somebody, you know, like that just, you don't get the Kevin Owens segments like that with Vince McMahon. So that's what stood out to me. Is the fact I give that he had the... I give respect for him taking that frog splash. Yeah, but, yeah. But man, but man, the Vince McMahon acting acting chops are still uh, the instincts are still ba- like he's holding his chest the entire time, and he feels the need while he's while he's walking up and being held with the camera in on him tight. He just has to say real loud, "Oh my ribs!" I'm like, "Really, fool?" Whatever. <laughs> What, what what we think you're holding there? He's holding his ribs. He could be he could be just holding his gut. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, his, he's holding his gut. His yeah, I I, uh, I I I liked the angle overall. It's just that the headbutt shot. I, I along maybe it's that and the combination of talking about court cases when the when at least you know the punk thing's still going on. It just it it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, just a little bit. But I mean, I understand. I liked the I liked it overall. It helps Kevin Owens a bit. Does it does it lay the groundwork now for Kevin Owens versus Triple H at Mania? Because Stephanie came out. Yeah, okay. I, I would imagine that's the match for Triple H if he's going to wrestle at this WrestleMania. It's Kevin Owens. We still haven't gotten much follow up for when Triple H basically handed Kevin Owens the championship. No, but they've been bringing it up on on on. They have, they have started. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we just never got that follow up. So now if we're going to do Kevin Owens versus Triple H, we have to have a few months of reasoning why. Because right now, as far as we know, Triple H is on Kevin Owens side. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you mess with the father-in-law. It's not like Triple H has had the best relationship with that father-in-law on storyline on TV anyway. So he can True. Come, he can come in and be happy. Like, oh, I'm glad you took that old fart out. Now it's my time to run this show. Shane's gone. Well, Shane's back now because right, Vince reinstated Shane. So Shane's back. He's going to be on TV every week. He's going to be promoting this Hell in a Cell match. What do you make of that being one of the main events for Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? They are bringing Shane McMahon back to wrestle once again. Very quickly. I would have expected if Shane was going to wrestle just to be on the WrestleManias. But now he's coming back. He's in storylines. He's in matches. Uh, he's not just the GM. He's having matches here with guys like Kevin Owens. Well, you know that that uh, No Mercy Ooh, is stacked you hit me with a star. Yeah. What? Thought you were gonna hit me with a brother there, like well you well, know, well you know brother, brother. <laughs> well you know, ha- Raw has all this star power now that they've taken Cena away, and and this and this no mercy is a stack pay per view. We need star power on the top of that card. Who better than a McMahon to to top line a WWE special event on the network? That, mm-hmm. That's how I view it. Well, I, yeah. I view them as as as. 
Look at what he did for AJ Styles at Mania. What a weird, oh. I mean, talk about brand split pay-per-views. Shane McMahon versus uh, Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell match. You're going to have Shinsuke Nakamura again with Jinder Mahal. Uh, what's Randy Orton doing? Do we know what Randy Orton will end up doing? Uh, Rusev. Do we, Rusev probably right now. Rusev and Randy Orton again, because we just had that match, right? Uh, and seconds worth, you bet. We're going to, uh, yeah, there's just some some rematches. Zack Ryder is now no longer wanting to be a part of this team with Mojo Raleigh. I believe I had that. Uh, well, yeah. Zack Ryder, what is he going to do? Have a singles feud with Mojo? Is Zack Ryder getting the push again? No, it's time to heat up the Mojo push again. Heat up the Mojo push. Dolph Ziggler. It's, what the it's fuck the is N- Dolph Hold Ziggler on. It's doing? the NFL season. Gronk is playing. Oh, we yeah. We got to heat up the babyface Mojo again. Gronk is playing and losing, becoming a monster out there. Does Gronk wrestle at WrestleMania this year? Yes. Ooh, we're going to have Ronda Rousey and Rob Gronkowski? I think so. Yikes, baby. Yikes. Where is WrestleMania this year? New Orleans. New Orleans in Louisiana. Okay. Can have Adrian Peterson wrestle. He's a a New Orleans Saint. He's cutting promos. If you you watch the New Orleans Saints game and didn't realize Adrian was on the team because he wasn't on the field. All righty. Uh, anything on Raw catch your eye? I mean, uh, we got Emma getting out there and uh, and losing again. We got uh, what else we got? What what's the Maurice. big thing on Raw? Ooh, Maurice. Maurice is going to have a little Miz. And Are we Miz... sure of this? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Has she has she officially announced it on her Instagram? Doesn't matter. She officially announced it on TV. Yeah. You don't think they're going to angle a baby? Miscarriage, perhaps? No. No, maybe no, not in this, not in 2017 land. Jason Jordan being oh, the father, maybe. No, stop <laughs> it, stop it. I want Jason Jordan to be a relative of every single person on WWE TV by the end of the year. Good lord! Like um, I, I want this to be Game of Thrones, where he's someone's aunt and also brother. Like, just make him relative of everybody. Also, Jason Jordan buried. Mm, the no. answer is no it clearly a no they're doing what i wanted them to do they're going out there and having him lose competitive matches because he does not have to be the best wrestler on the brand right now he's kurt angle's son so be it he's a he's a star on the rise doesn't mean he has to go out there and win every match they are doing what i would hope they would do they are they are giving him potential to later on either be a fabulous baby face who the crowd gets behind or a an evil heel like the rock who loses matches and then decides to take shortcuts and becomes an evil heel. They are doing exactly what I wanted them to do. Don't give him an intercontinental title match right away. Don't put him in these positions to have to be a star that people turn their back on. Cause why are you pushing another guy down our throats? He is, he's going out there losing competitive matches and the crowd will determine what his character ends up being, but they do not have to be doing it right now. They are winning with this Jason Jordan idea at the moment. Yeah, and they're losing with this Miz Enzo feud. <laughs> that well, just because that's Enzo just sucks and he's terrible. And why is this even a program? By the way, is he going to get an Intercontinental title shot on the same pay per view that he gets a Cruiserweight title shot? Is Enzo Amore really the one you want to be putting in there for two times on a pay per view? No. What this was a little segment. He was awful in it. By the way, oh Enzo, that crowd was turning on him during this whole Miz thing because Miz is so much better in there. Like oh, he's not saying he's not saying correct things. He's saying that Miz copied Jericho yeah. and he's a carbon look, copy of three different guy. guys because that's how copying works. No, yeah. you take little bits and pieces of everybody and you become great. Enzo's doing it. I don't I'm I'm original like you're the only original one. Come on. What do you what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Like people on the indie scene was everyone out there saying Larry Sweeney sucks because all he is is doing macho man promos. No. Are you kidding me? They were saying, oh, this guy's taking great things from Macho Man and other people, and he's going out there and entertaining everybody. Enzo Amore lost people when he said Miz was a carbon copy of four different guys. Are you kidding me? Like, which one is he? Is he all Jericho? Is he all Enzo Amore? You might as well put Enzo Amore on TV with John Cena and just kill off Enzo because John Cena would put him (laughs) in his place even more than Miz could. Miz is not the guy you go in there with and try to put him down. Miz is great. 
I just love the overpraise of Brock Braun as if they don't know how to book usually, but man, they really got it right with Braun as if that's not in their wheelhouse. <laughs> I just, it's like, who really, they known? don't know how to book big guys just who, throwing people around. Who would have known that a big guy who's a monster get who goes out there and throws chairs at people's heads would, would be popular. Who would have known yeah. the guy doesn't, he doesn't go out there and cut promos. And when he does, he says hilarious things like, I'm not finished with you yet before he murders Roman for the fourth time. Yeah. It's just, I just, I'm reading, I'm reading people's opinions. I'm like, of course, because that's the pet project and it's in the wheelhouse. Why, why would you not expect no selling a belly to back suplex to get over? They, I mean, they couldn't get, they couldn't get Mason Ryan over. They could get Braun Strowman over. Tell me one thing they did to make Mason Ryan seem cool on TV. I mean, he put on a bracelet and stood behind a dude. He had to join up with a group of people like Braun Strowman. Oh, the best thing that ever happened to Braun Strowman was the fact that everyone in the, uh, in the Bray Wyatt stable got hurt. Mm -hmm. This guy's a star. Go out there. Just kill dudes. This guy should be the one new, they should retcon the undertaker retirement, have him come back at WrestleMania and let Braun be the one who destroys him, puts him out. Roman wasn't the guy. Bring him back. And what a what a troll job that would be on Roman, too. And I think Undertaker is going to come back for one more just because Vince is like, you know what? Roman's not the guy to put you out. I need you one more time. We're going to have Braun take you out. We're no, gonna... they're going to have Cena put him out. Well, Cena could wrestle Undertaker, too. I, I, I see. So you're agreeing with me, right? That Undertaker's probably coming back. Oh, yeah. Because it seemed like that Roman Reigns match, that was it for him. That was going to be the last one. And now, I mean, they're mentioning Undertaker. They got two guys who are ready. John Cena can go into that match and could be a big deal. Braun Strowman could be in that match. It could be a big deal. If Braun Strowman, though, is going to be the one in there with Undertaker, I think we'll find out at No Mercy if that's a plan. Because if Braun loses to Brock at No Mercy, he's he's not getting the Undertaker match. I don't think that's happening. But if he wins against Brock and he goes in as the champion, at WrestleMania and Undertaker comes back to not only possibly end his career, but to take the title to hell with him or whatever they do. Like that would be a story. Braun and Undertaker is the main event of WrestleMania. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. You know, I'm, I'm buying my I'm ticket gonna, to New Orleans right do, now. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm buying my ticket to New Orleans right now. Just on the fact that I put it, put it on the scroll. I'm, I'm exclusively announcing it right now. I'm breaking the news. Undertaker, Braun, main event, WrestleMania, booked. <laughs> You're better than what? Slice wrestling? Ooh, <laughs> boy. Did you know that WWE has signed Kyrie Sane? What? Oh, yeah. Surprised me too. Thank God yeah. for Slice. <laughs> you know, I, I this is going to be a weird aside because we, we, we don't usually go completionist, but that 205 live match between Perkins and Swan. If that was on an NXT takeover, we'd be, we, we'd have a week's worth of chatter about how great that match was. Mm-hmm. Where it was now, I, I, I'm, I'm watching two kids with stupid New Day horns headbutt each other <laughs> with the dumb lights flickering and a crowd that could give absolutely no care in the world about. It. And these two guys, by the end, they got... It was much like the women's match because it's the same crowd. But by the end, when they took it home, they they got a nice pop. But they were killing themselves for apathy. That that just that just broke my heart, man. <sighs> and did, Drew Gulak is fantastic. I on did. This uh, show. I did not Drew, watch. Oh, at least you don't have to watch the match if you don't want to. Okay. But but you gotta watch Brizongo. And Drew Gulak, because Gulak, again, mea culpa. If I thought any one guy was going to die a death on this roster, it was going to be the boring leader of catch point for me of all. Nope. He is fantastic. Seven is he best is run. Just... They put Brizongo on this 205 Live because they didn't have anything for them to do on uh, on SmackDown. That's good. Use some talent from SmackDown who doesn't get on, put him on 205 Live. Uh, Callisto should be on 205 Live. Agreed. Um, it's funny too. Uh, people are talking about how Enzo Amore is the first cruiserweight to be involved in main storyline matches too. Like he's, you know, the Miz is out there doing an angle with the Miz, uh, or Enzo's out there doing an angle with the Miz. I don't think they're really going to have a main match. They might have, you know, they had the match, the little fight, and they might have a match one on one at some point on Raw. Who knows? Uh, do people not know about Finn Balor? 
<laughs> Finn Balor, one of the he, tiniest guys they got. He's out there with the big guys. He's not he's officially not a, a 205-er. Right. That's right. He's he's 15 pounds lighter than Enzo Amore, but he's not a 205-er. Yeah. Well, he has paint. Oh, that's right. But only sometimes. Yes. How How funny is that? A Bray Wyatt-Finn Balor match, man versus man. <laughs> not demons this time. Man versus man. Will there be singing children or exploding monitors of any One kind? can only hope. I mean, I'm starting to miss some of the goofy stuff with Bray Wyatt. Are you? I am. I, 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 there was a time there where you would go into a Bray Wyatt match and you'd be like, okay, Bray Wyatt uh, is going to win by some type of fuckery. Like, we're just waiting for that to happen. Like, oh, my God, the TV exploded. How did we not see that? Oh, there's a, uh, he, he, I know he wasn't in this match, but he's showing up in a hologram. Who the fuck would have seen that coming? <laughs> you got the swamp match with the New Day. That was, you know, they did their little thing. They were stealing the Hardy's gimmick, but that's okay. Because no one saw the Hardy's gimmick. Four million people more saw the Bray Wyatt swamp match. Uh, I'm starting to miss that a little bit. The guy's the guy's starting to be a little bit boring. He needs more of the supernatural stuff coming back. Since we're jumping around a bit, um, is around. is Ty Dillinger going to be in a three way for this U.S. title match um, against Corbin eventually? Maybe. I mean, they they did the Ty Dillinger match here. They're doing Bear Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin, and AJ Styles next week on SmackDown. Could they be doing a three way at Hell in a Cell? Sure, why not? Could they yeah. be doing a four-way? Maybe a fourth person somehow gets involved. I don't see how, because they're not part of the story yet. Yet, but we have like a month. Oh, that's true. We got a long-ass no, no. time. I was disappointed just because I wanted that to be a clean match. I, I didn't want Corbin's involvement. I understand why they did, but I think they're just going to continue this. One guy interferes in another's match for the next month. Uh, it, it's, you know, uh, but... That said, they, this is the way to build up a guy through losses as well, I think. I think I think Dillinger's getting quite a bit out of this. Wait, well, just him being on SmackDown's got to do better than what he had been doing. Well, no, I mean, I mean as opposed to losing to Mike Bennett or being in tag matches with Sami Zayn, losing to Mike Bennett. I mean, <laughs> being in a U.S. title feud's a, a little bit better. Oh, sure, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and one other thing from SmackDown, I just uh, on the Shelton Benjamin Chad Gable match. Shelton Benjamin uh, and I had Chad a, Gable, yes. Yeah, Those I had a bit guys. of an argument with someone because they were they were convinced that Shelton just forgot to tag Gable. I thought it was on purpose well, that well, yeah, it it's took been too straight too long weeks. to set up, and Chad just came in yes. on his own just to further the feud. Oh, absolutely. Once it's, it breaks, no, that okay. that is certainly on purpose. The whole story with them right now is that Shelton is kind of out of it. Like they, they're not a solid mm-hmm. team yet. Like they do some teamwork stuff, but Shelton's been out of the game for a while. Cause the storyline is not that Shelton went away to wrestle other places for 10 years. It's that he's been out of the game for a while and that he was called back to be a partner for Chad Gable. The whole idea here is that Chad Gable wants so badly to have a perfect tag team partner. Like he thought Jason Jordan was that he's trying to force Shelton Benjamin to be that Shelton Benjamin isn't going to be that. Mm. And you're going to have that tension, whether it's Shelton Benjamin not wanting to end up being in a team, whether it's Chad Gable kind of gets a little upset with the fact that they're not gelling, whatever the case may be. It's been two weeks straight now where you've had the miscommunications, the uh, the lack of strong partnership. This is not an accidental thing. Okay. What else from, uh, what about the world of NXT? We have Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. They're going to be called the Undisputed Era. Uh, We're going to have a fourth member of the team here coming up in the next several weeks on television. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are, they're battling the British folk. They are battling sanity. Uh, Right now, they're just going to be battling all these trios. Uh, For all we know, we can get a sanity repeat from early this year where three random NXT guys join up to fight. The Undisputed Era, like the Roderick Strongs of the world, uh, the No Way Jose's of the world, the who knows what of the world. You got Andrade Almas, who's again on the rise in NXT because this new heel character is better than what he had, had been doing. There's a lot of positives in NXT. Uh, what yeah, do you think right now? It feels like they the have a one? lot of things going, but it doesn't going. seem... It well, doesn't seem cohesive in in a few ways because I mean the British guys show up and they're popular works. and then they they leave for like 
Well, yeah, they, they can't be around all the time, right? Right. Yeah, they can't. Um, they can't be around all the time. It, it's it is funny that way uh, because they can't be around all the time. You have different people shoveling in and out here, and what is all this building to at the same time too? Because you can only have five or six matches on a takeover, and it seems like right now they're building up ten different things. Yeah, um, we we seem to get a street profits match weekly. Um, what do you think of those guys? I love the street profits. The street profit that isn't Angelo Dawkins will be the biggest star in the game. Yes, there, there. He's the Shawn Michaels. Oh I'm God, sorry. yes. <laughs> and, I'll I'll, go with that. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, this guy, this guy, you, you build him up, you, you give him television time, let him, let him get comfortable in there. He's already pretty comfortable in there. Let him become this great wrestler. This guy on Raw will be the biggest star ever in wrestling. Yeah. And I, I like the Ely brothers. I do. I think, I think they have potential. I just, I just don't know if, if, uh, if their talent is, uh, is growing or not, uh, but you know, I like what I see from them. Uh, but yeah. I, and, and this solo cup thing is going to get over huge. Y- y- right. I mean, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Now I, I, like granted, I, I, I call him the biggest star in the game. He will be, he's not there yet, obviously. Cause I don't even know his name. It's Montez something. Montez Ford. Montez Ford. Okay. Well, I got the, I got the first name, right. And eventually, you know, it's WWE. He's only going to go by his first name at some point anyway. Yeah. Montez or just the Tez. If you want to go. God, no, no, no the. Hate the name Montez. No, the. Oh. <laughs> uh, I liked the little tease in the Gargano match against Moss. Um, where where he was almost playing possum that he didn't know what to do after after not getting the submission, but then eventually got the win with the spear. I liked that little t- that little swerve. I I thought it was a swerve. Do, do you think it was a swerve, or do you think it was really a kind of a moment of I don't know I don't know how to beat him anymore if my submission didn't work. I don't. I whatever. Like, okay. I don't. I don't know if it was anything at all. Okay. I just don't know if it was anything. No, that's I, a fair, that's a fair. Opinion. I don't know what to expect in NXT right now with them. Cause I, part of me also thinks that they're doing all these different programs right now, just to kind of see what works. Yeah. You know, they, why not just go out? You have eight weeks of television before you have another takeover. Just go out there and do whatever you want. Some of these programs yeah. are going to culminate on an NXT episode and you put the rest on takeover that are more popular. Yeah. And they've decided to make some, some moves that, weren't terribly obvious at first, but now they're trying to make them work like sanity as baby faces. So they're turning Nikki cross and having her team with Ruby riot as she did in, in that match, you know, the, because, and because uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, because the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the era, what, what's the name? Undisputed the I- era attacked yeah. sanity. Yes. Um, so, so now we, we can't have a heel group in a heel group fight and we need a baby face out of there. So we're going to turn sanity baby, uh, just by saying they're baby. So that, that's a little weird. Um, you have guys like Riddick and Tino who are kind of stuck on neutral. It seems like this is the level they're going to get to and they keep trying them out on TV and they just decide they're not polished enough or what have you. So they put them on ice for another two months before bringing them out again randomly to see if another program will catch fire with them. Uh, but you have a lot of talent and you have the Lars Sullivan thing. And I, mm-hmm. it's going to kill dudes. I, I like Lars Sullivan. I just, I, man, he looks like he's about 48. <laughs> he does kind of look old. Just, he looks yeah, like a guy who's been going to the gym all his life and is finally mm-hmm. just like, I'm sick of these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who's who's gonna kill because this guy isn't long for NXT. If he resembles anything, like if he can get it together, this is, this is a guy who should be on the main roster too. You think he goes? Uh, I mean, you think they they hot shot him to like SmackDown Maybe. because Baron Corbin's not working? Maybe there's uh, there's some cool stuff he can do in NXT. Baron Baron Corbin's not working. Baron Corbin's working great. <laughs> oh, I'm running out of another... time though for him to become champion. I said he would be the of... world champion by the end of the year. I'm running out of time. Yeah, speaking of crass stuff, crass because because yes. you were about to go into this, and I interrupted Dolph Ziggler, you. he sucks. He's Dolph Ziggler, this is the worst gimmick ever, and I get it. He's built, he's being built up for Bobby Roode because Bobby Roode is all entrance, whatever. Who wants to see Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler? Name the one person, and you cannot name Bobby Roode. Me in 2013, maybe. Bullshit, man. <laughs> I don't know. Doing doing the warrior impression and not informing his widow that you're gonna do it. Honestly, I don't. I don't even find anything wrong with that. 
right? You don't? He's, he's just doing impersonations of wrestlers with popular entrances in WWE past. The Warrior is one of those. So what I if he no died? I have no problem with that. I have the timing, though. When you have Dana in the front row because of the, uh, because of the Mae Young Classic, that, to me, I... Yeah, pick another dead wrestler. Pick Hogan. You want to get booed? Pick a guy who who's out of the company because he's a racist. Uh, it, it, we should mention that you know, rest in peace, Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, obviously, you broke the what? news just now that he is dead. He is gone. What? Um, yeah. Well, eventually, I thought he was going to do Hogan. Honestly, I thought I thought he was going to come out there as Hulk Hogan when he did the Warrior stuff. I'm like, man, that doesn't really relate to Hulk Hogan, too. Oh, Warrior, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd do Hogan's entrance as the final one, but Hogan wasn't all entrance. Like he's doing all these crazy entrance themes of guys coming out. Hogan was anything but entrance. That said, the best work of his career in about five years was was the interplay with Kevin Owens at first, just kind of being heels. That was kind of charming, I thought, before they made him suck again. Dolph Ziggler is the worst. He should be fired. Along with the Usos, in your opinion? Well, yeah, I mean, the Usos have done all right for themselves over the last year, you know, but... Title uh, change do anything for you? No, I don't, I didn't even know the New Day wasn't champions. Okay. I liked, I liked the street fight, but of course, I don't want street fight in regular wrestling gear. I don't like that. If it's a street fight, I like the come as you are aspect of it, but uh, the match itself, man, they were killing themselves. For for this for this crowd, and it looks like Kofi is hurt because he got he got hurt. There's reports he got hurt in Hawaii, so this title change may not be long. That's a it sucks to get hurt overseas or in Hawaii because that's a horrible flight back. So hopefully he'll he'll be fine. Um, the flow is back in glow. What the hell <laughs> did that mean? Aunt Flo comes to town. You ever heard that phrase? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. There okay. you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know yes. about that. Glow is all about periods and abortion, which is just great for two guys doing a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I like Glow, man. They're gonna start. Uh, they started casting season two. Uh, some of the Glow. I haven't got my call yet. Some of the Glow cast uh, members were there at the May Young Classic, uh, including mm-hmm. Karma. Karma was there, um, and then uh, Dave Meltzer apparently is involved in season two. He went to Vegas. Apparently. Oh, oh, that's what he's doing. Okay. Apparently involved in something in season two. So that's, uh, they're shooting that soon. Uh, it's going to be on Netflix next year. So glow season two is coming back. But what do you think about this week in glow? I liked the subplot with, uh, the wolf girl and her birthday. I thought that was charming and it ended up nice where she finally started enjoying herself a bit. And you know, the, the, and even the person who was a little bit over zealous and planning the birthday could still have fun. It, and it's a nice, little camaraderie moment. I still think Ruth is the weak link of this show um, in many ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, especially, but and, was, I mean, uh, this, what episode did you watch just now? It was not the season finale, right? No, it was, uh, it was, it's, this is the abortion episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and you'll find out too. It's very odd with whole, with all uh, of Ruth because Ruth, they're building up obviously Ruth versus her blonde friend, her former friend for, the big show at the end. And then you'll see like Ruth is a complete afterthought in the season finale. Spoiler alert, complete afterthought. Mm-hmm. And you'll see what I mean. It, it, it's funny because yeah, I like her on the show. There have been a lot of strange, not so much acting choices, but writing choices for her because again, she's the serious actor and she's taking the role seriously. But at times she's like, she takes it too seriously and she thinks she's not as in, involved in a TV show and that she thinks things are getting too personal. And I'm like, come on now, it's a TV show. What are you doing? Right. You're supposed to be the serious actor. This one had this, had the feel of a very special episode of glow, you know? And, and, and I didn't, I didn't mind it as much as my snark may let on. I, I did. I kind of dig the juxtaposition of having, uh, rich Sommers character, just be a total lech trying to get, basically trying to get his ex-wife into bed because that's what he was doing. He wasn't being honest with the whole therapy crap and give me a hug stuff. He's, 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 he's working an angle. And at the same time, Ruth is getting his baby aborted. I mean, it, it, it it's a nice little juxtaposition, probably setting up or something. But for me, the heart of this episode, I mean, cause Marin, Marin's just going to be a jerk throughout and he's still a very funny jerk, but there are times where you're like, dude, really now, 
now's the time. Okay, great. You know, uh, at the clinic was not the time I needed Marin snark. Um, but but I did like I I like the camaraderie at the at that's a that's a roller rink in Glendale called Moonlight uh, Roller Way or something like that. But uh, I, I liked that whole scene. I like these characters. I just. It's it's just every time they go back to the Ruth main through line, it, it feels like it loses a lot of heat to it. I would uh, I would agree with some of those things. It's just now now seen Dave Meltzer series. doing 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 a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> is is he going to be able to be succinct with his lines, or is he going to ramble a bit? Or is he, he has lines? Go, yeah, oh I no, we need know. to talk about we need to talk about Rhonda or something like that in the middle of it. Probably if he gets in some Rhonda lines, that'd be great. I want a blooper reel of Meltzer. That's what I want. Mm. Authors of Pain, uh, maybe not being called up. They were the big main event of the TV tapings this week. Oh, were they? Yeah, they. Uh, you got Sanity versus the Undisputed, and they caused a disruption, a DQ, and they want their titles back. They I think the plan back. was still to put them in the Brizongo angle and they didn't. And then they just decide, well, creative has nothing for them. Let's yep. wait for a big debut for later. Yeah. So they are doing that. Could they be, could they be the challengers, the first challengers for the undisputed era? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I think the abortion episode, are you at the season finale next then of glow? No, I have one. I have the penultimate. Uh, okay. So we have ten. two more, two more episodes of glow and you'll see. I will. I will. If you want, I will watch both episodes to talk about it and then yeah, we sure. can finish this up. Yeah, sure. Do it. I'm, what are you thinking so far of the season as a whole though? Like, uh, have you gotten much more into it than when you first started? Are you just watching because you have to, like if you watch the few episodes, would you have kept going had it not been something you knew you had to talk about? If if I if I you know, if I didn't have to talk about it, it would be one of those ones where I'd put on the back burner and say I'll watch it later. Okay. To me it to me it's endearing in many ways, but it's too inconsistent for, to keep my interest. I'm having a real problem with an episode being really really solid and then the next episode just being uh this isn't this isn't very good to me or at yeah. least or it's okay. or it's not it's not getting anywhere or it just seems to be kind of running in place for a while to hit one minor plot point sure, and then move yeah, on. Yeah. And there, there's, there's a scripting issue with me for it, but overall it's, it's not a bad show. I'm just not in love with it as, as, as many people are, um, you know, but I mean, I, I enjoyed think- it. Did I, was it my favorite show? No, but the thing I like about this show though, is that I can watch it with my wife cause she likes this show. Yes. So, and that's yes. a cool it's thing. It's not for me. It's, it, it's not for, I mean, I am not the target audience of Glow, right. and I admit that. And yeah. that's the interesting, because I may not have kept going on. Like, I, I think it's fun and funny, and I like it, but I don't. if I was watching all by myself, I don't know if I would have kept going through the whole thing. Maybe eventually it would have been one of those things that I watched just like in a binge, but uh, I wouldn't need to see. But because it's a show we can watch together and it has interest to both of us, it's it works out pretty well. Um, yeah, I have no female but, friends. So oh, well, that makes, it, that makes it a problem. Let me. Let me that ask you this, because I haven't had a chance to, uh, because I mean, and this will feel like backtracking a bit. So, so me making fun of Meltzer is probably. Oh, un, so, so basically unwanted. the Bengals offense then, huh? Oh God, we suck. Um, since I haven't spoken really anything about the Mae Young classic as a whole to you, what was your favorite match of the Mae Young classic? Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler. Really? Yeah. Though the final match was the best one. Cause that's the match that meant the most. And they, okay. they both delivered what they reasonably expected or, or I reasonably expected them to. My favorite match was the final. I had the crowd. Okay. It had, uh, it had the elements that I wanted out of Kyrie Sane. It made Shayna Baszler. The last match was the best match. I was really interested in a lot of it. I was interested in everything Serena Deeb did. Um, I was looking forward to the, the Kyrie Sane matches, the Bianca Blair, uh, Bo- what is it? Bianca Belair match. Uh, yes, she became a yeah. star uh, too. If they want to do something with her, um, yeah, it it was it was a good tournament with a what I felt was a fantastic main event, even if it was not a very strong match. Didn't have to be. It just had to do what they went out there and did. So I, I think it. all of Ky- all of Kyrie's matches were were pretty great. I mm-hmm. thought, and the the opponents did well in them as well. Um, especially the Bianca match, I really enjoyed that one. I think the the uh, Piper Niven Santana Garrett match was pretty good. I liked the Kimberly uh 
jazzy Gabbert match a lot on the first mm-hmm. episode. I sure. thought that was really good as well. I mean, there were a lot of women who had some, like Candice LeRae, Nicole Savoy was pretty good. I thought too. Um, and Mercedes and Shayna, I thought was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, if they had interest in a deep women's type of division, I could see them picking up a lot of these women and just, just building character. But you know, it's always the, if they do it right and I don't trust them to do it right. It's very interesting too, that Oscar goes to raw because reports are that Vince thought raw was the, uh, the softer roster without a lot of depth, even though that's the one with Bailey, Nia Jax, Alexa bliss and Sasha Banks, all who can do things at a high level, the Emma's of the world who don't get a lot of chances uh, to me, when I heard that, like, how the hell do you think SmackDown has a better roster oh, when right now you're going know. in there with Carmella and Naomi's great. Know. Charlotte's doing nothing. Natalia's old. She doesn't know what she's doing. Like Naomi's not great. Let's let's not. Naomi's let's not good. Naomi's good enough. But I'm, but that's that's even more to the point, right? Like, how is Raw the lacking depth roster of the women's division? Who's OK? Here, here's how. And, and Vince is thinking, because who's really over on the Raw roster? People boo Bailey. People get a little bit tired of, sh- of Sasha now and then because they make her look like a geek. Uh, oh, okay. Nia isn't I, yet a star. Alexa yeah. gets a, a, some pops, Alexa's but that's great. that's that's the roster. I mean, and okay. Emma's not doing much on there. Over on SmackDown, Charlotte's a star. She Natty, is the biggest star. Natty, she is the biggest star. Natty's quote unquote a star. I think to them, I don't think she is. Carmella gets good reactions, especially with Ellsworth. Naomi got gets great reactions because of the dancing. So, I mean, I could I could see how when Vince measures up, because he's not measuring up who who will have better wrestling matches. That's not his barometer for for star power and depth. His star his barometer for star power, or I mean, his barometer for what's a deeper roster is. Who do more people know? Who do more people react to? And on SmackDown, more people react to them. And that's not even including Becky Lynch, who, who you know, who's probably the best wrestler on the on that roster on that side, and and does hasn't been doing anything in the last month and a half. It would seem. Yeah, I, when I just heard it, my gut reaction was like, how, how is SmackDown the the roster with more depth now granted and, and, hey, oscar on, going hold on, on hold on okay. before you move on okay. before you move on i'm not I'll moving make it on. even simpler for you i'll make it even simpler for you if you look at raw if you look at smackdown and go charlotte's a star who who's the corresponding one on oh on sasha raw? sasha easy well maybe but barely but they never let her no. defend the belt so she's kind of oh, a bailey's, bailey's nothing nia Jax is the better bailey i agree one of these I, one of these games i want to do I want to do a game where we like recast everyone on the raw women's side because everyone is playing someone else's part better yeah. except for Alexa bliss. She's pay- playing the part, the best anyone can ever play it. But Nia Jax could be a better Bailey than Bailey. And I don't care that she's bigger than everyone that might even work in her favor. When you're talking about wrestling fans in a women's division it might work in her favor. I, I yeah. think Nia Jax would be a great, and she's, she's one with huge potential in there. Oh, we forgot Dana Brooke too, the real star of the show. We're going to have another month-long Asuka-Dana-Brooke feud, aren't we? Yep, can't wait. Love it. Um, Jeff, one final question for you on this show. Who did Mike Kanellis wrestle on SmackDown this week? In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.